By Jove, I've got it. I know who our murderer is. Get those knuckleheads in the club car. Welcome to the show, Moonlighting fans. Whether you're a Moonlighting fan from way back when, or whether you are new to Moonlighting and you want to learn more about it because you want to know what all the hype is about, you have come to the right place. Hi, I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna. And we're your hosts for the podcast that is all about Moonlighting. When we talk about Moonlighting, we're talking about the Emmy Award-winning 80s TV series starring Bruce Willis and Sipple Shepard. So if you're a fan of theirs, you're going to want to stay tuned as we review all 66 episodes. I hope you enjoy this journey with us because we are going to be watching the series episodes one by one and discussing them every two weeks. This is going to take several years, as you can imagine. So please join us because we are going to have so much fun along the way. That's right. And we really want to include our Moonlighting fans in this project as much as possible. So write to us and let us know what your thoughts are. And even if you have some trivia to disclose, our email address is fans at moonlightingthepodcast.com. And we will include you in our future episodes. So stay with us. Shauna and I are beyond excited to finally bring Moonlighting into the 21st century for some serious discussions. You up for it, Shauna? I sure am. Well, let's let's get get started. Thank you for listening to Next Stop Murder Part 1. And now, here's Part 2. So Rodney sprayed magic night thinking oh they'll think janet was with them i got it God. i'm a quick one here <laughs> put it all the other 30 plus years later <laughs> and there's a nice yeah. scene of maddie and david in the corridor oh my gosh i love this scene yeah she's really concerned yeah. for them and she goes i don't even want to be on this train and i have a feeling and responsibility for these people and for agnes of course yeah and he said she said to him you know what about agnes you know don't you feel a responsibility for her? And it's really interesting. They did a Days of Our Lives thing. She walks away. She's got her back to him and then he grabs her shoulder to turn her around. To It was a Days of Our Lives thing. It was a real soapy thing to do. Yeah. Well, he did reference Dynasty in that. Um, he did. Oh, but he also, when Maddie is talking to him, and, yeah, you just see where David's head is, head is at because, He's watching Maddie talk about, you know, the feeling of um, having a feeling of responsibility for these people. And Agnes, like, what about DePesto? They found the body was found in her room and all these other things. And what does he do? He reaches out and touches her, like pushes her hair back on the side, you know, and she pulls away from him um, a little bit. But I watched him. He's kind of leaning back, looking at her, watching her talk. And he just can't like help himself, but like reach out and like do something to her, you know, tucks a little hair behind her ear. And he turns her around, takes her arm and turns her around. And then they walk off arm in arm, which is also very cute. Um, I'd just like to say, why is she walking around in that fur? <laughs> I don't know. She must She's be still hot. walking around in the fur. It can't be that cold in the cabins. No. So David says something about, let's see what's happening with episode 88 of Dynasty. We, call, we say Dynasty. I know you say um, Dynasty. So I looked up episode 88 of Dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> of course you did. And yes, episode 88, it was in 1984, and this is the quick synopsis. 
Kirby's attempt to kill Alexis is unsuccessful and Alexis promises to remain silent if Kirby will leave Adam. Sammy Joe reveals the culprit behind Claudia's mystery calls. Fallon is gripped with a seizure and drives off as her wedding is about to begin. Alexis is arrested for Mark's murder, which aired on the 9th of May, 1984. Okay, 9th of May, so six months before, a year before. So, yeah, a little murder mystery in there. I don't know if there's a correlation or if he just picked a number. Or, he just or probably what. picked a number, yeah. Yeah. They walk arm in arm. Um, at some point, Maddie um, calls him her partner. Now she's finally accepted that, you know. She was always like, he's not my partner. They're in Janet's room, and she's talking about how um, uh, JB basically swore his undying love and then ignored her as she got older. So just talking about how he treated her as she got older, I guess. Yeah, felt ignored by him. And men are pigs, she says. Men are pigs who don't know what it is to be left. She's very upset with him, for sure. Yeah, I don't know whether I like this scene. Yeah. I don't like what she's Whether it was necessary or whether she went a bit overboard, it just went a bit long, her dialogue. I didn't Mm -hmm. think it was that necessary to go that far. I know she's Mm -hmm. really upset about it, but we've already established that she's got a motive. They all do. Yeah, so, maybe it's kind of driving it home a little bit too much. Like, yeah, I agree. Again, editing issues, maybe they needed, you know, maybe they need it for time. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, this is a way to just make scenes longer. So use less of Bruce and Sybil. But she gets into it with um, Skylar here, right? Skylar's kind of like being giving really it nasty. He is a nasty yeah. piece of work. I love him. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he is. Yeah, like you said, not not afraid to to say it. And she loved him. She hated him, but she did not kill him. She makes it clear. And everyone's kind of arguing a bit. And I love this part of the scene when Maddie and David are standing in the door and she like pushes David forward and is like, (laughs) say something, you know? Yeah, she pushes him and then he says something stupid. Oh, that's right. He says, I've never known. I've never had so much fun. Oh, yeah, I don't know about you, but I've never had so much fun. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I just like Maddie's face, like, mm, do something. It kind of reminds me also of the last episode where she's like, talk to him, you know, say something. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right. um, and then Maddie just suggests they all just rest. Let's just rest, guys. And maybe we can figure this all out tomorrow. And um, DePesto agrees, you know, she's like, Maddie's right. We should all just sleep on it. So they do the Waltons thing. Yes. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Good night, Miss Hayes. But she doesn't say good night back. And Skylar keeps saying to Sebastian, your foot is in my face. And he's going, no. He goes, no, your foot is in my face. Now, when they wake up in the morning, they're actually parallel. They weren't in that position. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's funny. Bruce wakes up to Janet putting a knife in his face and he gulps. I love how Janet walks out of the room with the knife up to her face and she's walking down the corridor like this. It's just hilarious. I know, I know, yes. I'm like, why is she carrying it like that? Yeah, just that she's gripping the handle. You think you wouldn't want to touch the knife. That's right. And anyway, that doesn't um, bode well for when Rodney tests the fingerprints and all that stuff and it only has Agnes's because... She's clearly gripping the handle, but anyway. Yeah, so they end up in Skylar's room and Janet found the murder weapon in his shaving kit. And, of course, yeah. David being David says, oh, tough beard. Tough beard, yeah. 
<laughs> He's got a one-liner for everything, that guy. Yeah. And then we hear Janet telling the story of Skylar's relationship with J.B. Harland, how it was a little tumultuous and not so friendly. I yeah. really like how they all say, oh, JB was my friend. JB was my friend. And it's like, no, he really wasn't. <laughs> no. That, that's what I'm saying. It's like they said um, JB and his closest friends. It's like, I don't think he liked any of these people. But he must have had some sort of control over them, his status. I know. Skylar hated JB, hates everyone. And we hear all the reasons that Skylar might have killed him. And mostly they have to do with money. Yeah, because um, his father died under strange circumstances, so Janet says. Yeah. I really like the scenes of the train going through the countryside. It's a beautiful countryside. Yeah. Rural California, I guess. Yeah. Then we have a scene with David and Rodney. I really like this scene. David's miniature sleuth here trying to get information out of Rodney um, about his relationship with J.B. Harlan. And everybody's getting fingerprinted. Yeah, David is just, like you said, trying to suss out and how everyone truly feels about the murder and their relationship with JB, I guess. And then we cut to Maddie and Agnes in the bathroom and Maddie's hair is down now. And they talk about dating. There's some good insight here. Yeah, so they've had their fingerprinting done. And um, Agnes asks Maddie about Rodney and Maddie says, oh, is something going on? Or maybe something should be going on. And, of course, Agnes says, You know, Miss Hayes, it may not show, but I've been around the block. You go around the block enough times and you get scared. It's so cute to find all this out about Agnes because you wouldn't have thought that. I love the scenes with Maddie and Agnes. There really should have been more scenes between them, you know. I know. I love that. They're just wonderful. And it's like the mother-daughter thing. She's really encouraging her to take the leap. Everyone is scared, Agnes. Oh, come on, not you. Not me, why not? Because I was a model? You think I never cried myself to sleep because the phone didn't ring? The scenes with them together are really endearing. And every time Maddie gives someone else dating advice, she's always just telling them to go for it, but she doesn't always take that advice herself. But we do get a little bit of insight on Maddie's dating life here. Because, you know, Agnes doesn't think that Maddie was ever hurt and everything because she used to be a model. And Maddie says, You think I never fell in love with a man at night and discovered that I hated him during the day? You think I was never hurt? This smile? This is my scar tissue. Wow. I've seen my fair share of blocks, too. We're all scared, Agnes. But you can't let it stop you from getting to where you have to go. Everyone has fear in dating, but don't let that stop you. She gives Agnes some good advice, but... I don't know, it sounds like a one-night stand or sleeping with someone she can't stand. Or <laughs> She's probably had quite a, a few men in her life that have maybe let her down, disappointed her. Yeah. Or plus, yeah. I think she's a little bit picky as well. I don't know. Oh, who knows? She's a complicated little person. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely complicated for sure. But, it, you know, it just shows that she always acts kind of cold and buttoned up, but she has a bit of a past as well, which we, I mean, we know, but. Just interesting to hear more about it. And then I love this conversation with Rodney and David. Yeah, they're finishing off their fingerprinting. (laughs) And Rodney asks about Agnes. I can't remember a woman ever having this effect on me before. Usually it's love him and leave him Rodney. You know how women are. They find out you have a PhD in chemical engineering and they're all over you. But this, this is different. Ask for permission to see her. Yeah. (laughs) 
Again, like father daughter, he's getting permission. And he's funny. Oh, I just love his character. Yeah, I love Rodney. I must admit, it hasn't been easy watching the sparks fly across the room. <laughs> but as David says yeah. again, you can't argue with Kismet. Can't argue with Kismet. And Rodney's kind of saying, like, you know, am I like stepping? You know, this is a funny scene because insinuating that maybe David has a thing for Agnes and it like, I don't want to step on your toes is okay. Mask her out, you know. I'm not going after something I have no right to, am I? I don't follow. You were there first. I'm not going to lie to you, Rodney. It hasn't been easy watching the sparks fly across the room. But can't argue with Kismet, huh? But the things David says about Agnes here are so sweet. You know, when he says, let me ask you about Agnes, one of my favorite people. Yeah. And then he says, um, my opinion, the night before DePesto was born, God went to a great party. Wait, yeah. that, was, that gets me goosebumps even saying that. That's such a great way to describe somebody. It shows yeah. how he feels about Agnes. Agnes means a lot to him for sure. Yeah, she's got a beautiful yeah. heart. Great scene, great lines. So some really nice things going on there. And then David finds Maddie and there's three and a half hours to go on the train. Oh, by the way, how safe is it that this conductor is padlocked inside and he can't leave? You know, he's not going to open it for 24 hours. And all of a sudden it's like, sounds so unsafe. <laughs> you can't do that to people. Actually, I forgot to write that down. But while I'm watching it, I'm thinking, he can't be serious. He can't be padlocked in there. What if he has a stroke? What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Saying it's impossible to stop the train for 24 hours. Yeah. What if there was a fire? So many things. That's right. And that's when um, Sebastian said. No, not possible. It can't be done. I remember in 77 when I was passing that kidney stone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and um, I don't think we ever talked about how bad JB treated Sebastian. He treated him like the hired help, basically. I don't think we ever yeah. talked about that. Oh, we hear about that in this next scene. Okay, so there's a okay. scream. Yes. A scream, and Agnes finds Rodney's shirt in her rubbish bin. Oh, you say trash. Right. Um, when I look at the shirt, I don't think it's big enough. I'm not being mean, but he's quite a roundly fellow, but that shirt doesn't look big enough to fit Sebastian. Anyway. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And, so uh... they're all back in the restaurant car now. Yes. And this is where Skylar has been quite harsh on Sebastian about being invited to JB's property, but yeah. he was okay. only invited to cook. And, um, yeah, Skylar's quite nasty with the words he's saying to him. Yeah. Yeah. Skylar's really, like, just being so rude to Sebastian. I was kind of laughing to myself about Sebastian thought he was being invited to JB's house, and when he showed up, he was supposed to cook. Well, that'd be kind of difficult to, like, not have any time to plan, bring your knives, bring your, bring your, you know, order the food and all this other. Yeah. It's like, I just thought it was kind of a funny yeah. thought. Anyway, JB didn't treat anybody very nice at all. And now everyone is hungry. They're in the train car. There's only 15 minutes. The time is ticking down very fast here. Yeah. So they're all waiting for Rodney to complete the fingerprinting. And we have our food stories from Maddie, Agnes, and David about yeah. the peas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> David. David's so mean with his peas. He waited to see if they'd scream when he cut them in half. Yeah, I know. And so Agnes sweet. would like a glazed ham, baby yam, 
and some peas. Yeah. And Maddie had to eat all of her peas because she felt sorry if one was left alone on the plane. <laughs> That's right. That's lovely. Yeah. It shows everyone's kind of personality, I guess. But the way David delivered that line about to see if they'd scream, he enjoyed it. He really enjoyed thinking that when he was cutting his peas. Yeah, I know. So Rodney walks in and they're all going, who, who, who? Uh-huh. And um, he goes, you. And he's looking straight ahead, but then he turns to poor Agnes. Who? 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 You. Me? You. Ew. <laughs> and they got a commercial. They got a commercial. That's right. <laughs> and then they're back in Agnes's cabin trying to work out what to do now. And that's when we hear another rhyme. My goose is really cooked. My nerves are really shook. JB is dead. It's on my head. Life is such a rook. Agnes. My prints are on the knife. It's going to cost my life. I'm going to cry. I want to cry. Oh, why? Oh, why? Agnes. Oh, Yep. Agnes thinks it's her time. And then for some reason, I don't know what, it dawns on David who the killer is. But it's not because of something they said or something they did, I don't think. If you've ever watched Murder, She Wrote, somebody will say something and Angela Lansbury will go like this because somebody said something to her that clicked and she's realised who the murderer is. My thought and feeling was that David was like, I know who did it. But he really didn't know who did it. He was just like, "Let it, you know what? Let's just get in there and start making accusations and it'll all come out. Yeah. I think he was just like, no, this wasn't Agnes. We're going to get in there and figure out who it was. So I think he, in my mind, he just said, I know who did it. And they, you know, they rushed in there and then he threw his accusations. You know what? That makes sense. Yeah. Because... It was just an unusual visual for him to just, boom, just realise who it is. And also I love how he's walking out and then Maddie's following him and he's like, oh, well, it can't be the butler because JB didn't have one. She steps back and then out again. It's just great. I love that. Yes, yes. But Um, that's a good analogy. I think that's what it is. He's thought stuff. Let's just get back in that restaurant car and start accusing people. When somebody gets defensive, you know that you're pretty close to the killer. Yep, exactly. And then maybe it did start kind of, maybe did have an inkling, as we say, because Rodney gave him all the ideas for the for the book and all that stuff. Maybe it just all started like coming together in David's head. Yeah. Um, and then it all unraveled where it was Rodney because Rodney was mad that JB stole his ideas, basically, and or like published his books. Yeah. And I, I really like Rodney how... He all of a sudden he changed his demeanor completely. Yeah. When David started accusing him, Rodney's like, <laughs> It's pretty good, but you don't have a shred of evidence. His face completely changed from this nice, yeah. innocent, lovely man to this, you know. Yeah, yeah. A bit like he was in Ghost. <laughs> yeah. And as David right. said, he said, Well, why shouldn't you be put through the ringer like the rest of us? Yeah, that's you know? true. Like, in a way, if he's one of the suspects, why would you trust him alone to do the fingerprints? Wouldn't you want David or Maddie watching him do it? That's what I would do. Yeah, I know. Exactly. They're they're the lead detectives. David's realised what's going on, so he grabs a knife and throws it on the table. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, why'd you do that? No, I'm wondering why you did that. Yeah, yeah. There's some kind of short chase. 
he says, um, wipe this clean. It's got Depesto's prints all over it. Why did it? Why did it have Depesto's prints all over it? Yeah, I don't get that part. Unless it's got something to do with missing scenes. Oh, I don't know. Because Agnes didn't handle the knife unless there was a deleted scene. I know. The only no, person everyone's... who's handled the knife is Rodney, Janet, mm-hmm. and, and David, David, I guess. And David, yeah. yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah. Maddie didn't touch it until this last scene. She's running around with a knife, which your mother would tell you not to do, like running around a place with scissors. Oh yeah, yeah, she was running around with a knife. Yeah, I definitely don't get that line, wipe this clean, it's got the pesto's prints all over it. That made no mm. sense. But it makes yeah. sense. In a way, David has realised because Rodney said it was Agnes's fingerprints mm. and he's thought, hang on a minute, how could Agnes's fingerprints be on there? Because he knows she's not guilty. Yeah. So he's thinking, oh, well, it must be Rodney because he's given them false information. Yeah. Maybe oh. Rodney put Agnes's prints on there. Oh, yeah. Or that's what David's thinking, maybe, to make it real for the police. See, that you could know? be a missing scene as well. Yeah. There's a lot of things missing in this episode. There could be a scene with Rodney and yeah. Agnes where he shows her the knife and she touches it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like there's just there's holes in this plot you wouldn't believe. <laughs> you know what? There's even an episode in the future where David says, and they say we have bad plots or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, because the mystery is was never the important thing. It was always Maddie and David's relationship. So like things didn't always have to make sense. But yeah, they've lost the plot on this one in a way. Yeah. Very pieced together. Yeah, we can tell. Now, the stunts are pretty good on the train. It's not Bruce or Sybil, but um, when they're hanging out the window and the train is moving and they're climbing up on top of it and all that stuff, those are good stunts. It honestly looks real except when they're on the roof, but otherwise they're terrific. It really looks like them climbing up. Hanging out the window and all that. Like, yeah, yeah, the stunt guy flopping backwards out the window and stuff like that. It always like, yeah. Looks so dangerous. Their stunts are always well done. Instead of having a car chase, it's lovely scenery. You've got the train. You've got them getting on top of the roof. You've got Rodney with the gun. It's great. Yep. Now, I read somewhere they had originally filmed them, you know, this whole thing on the top of the train, Civil Bruce, everything. And I think it was, I think it was mentioned in there, there was like really long days and all this stuff. When the film was sent to be developed, it got ruined. Oh, no. 
Yeah. And they had to have Bruce and Sybil come back in like the next day. And I think they were like done shooting the episode and they had to come in and reshoot. And the article was saying they did it like professionals and those things happen sometimes. So that was a reshoot. And I think it was done in a studio or somewhere else. I mean, obviously that was done in a studio, but I think when they reshot it, even they had to do it somewhere else. Yeah. I remember reading that somewhere that um, the film got ruined and Bruce and Sybil had to come in tired as they were reshoot that scene. Oh, that's really interesting. Oh, well, these things happen. They couldn't have blamed anybody. Yeah, exactly. That was what they were saying in the article. Like these things happen and everyone has to just kind of like pull together and reshoot it. And it looks like a pretty gruesome scene to film too for them with wind in their face and there would have had heaps of fans on them or something. And yeah, moving all those moving parts. And then, yeah, kind of silly ending in a way where they're like, Rodney, turn around, Rodney, there's a tunnel coming, Rodney, no, really. And then, boom, lights out. And then on the other side, they're like sitting on Rodney. (laughs) He's alive. There is no way he would have survived that. I'm sorry. It reminds me of the movie Speed with Keanu Reeves where he's got the bad guy in the tunnel and of course he lifts his head up and there's a light in the tunnel and he hits it and it decapitates him. So sorry to discuss that, but anyway, (laughs) would have happened to Rodney, but no, Rodney, that was a bad knock on the head. He would not have survived that. But anyway, I'm glad he survived though. And Mm. I really like how (laughs) David says, if you don't put your head down, they're going to find you between Bob loves Mary and Jesus saves. (laughs) I know the graffiti. That's great. Yeah, that was a great line. Yeah. So I paused it and realized that that's what the graffiti was on the wall. I saw Bob Loves Mary. Yeah, there's Bob Loves Mary on the right, and then Jesus Saves is up a bit higher on the left. That's a great line. That is really funny. He's like, pretty great, great, ha ha. Pretty great, great, ha ha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the message you left me the other night. <laughs> yeah, so I sent, after I watched this episode, I sent a voice, a little voice message on WhatsApp to Shauna saying, that's all I said, pretty great, great, ha huh, ha. Huh. So obviously <laughs> she knew that I just finished watching the episode. <laughs> exactly. And I said, I watched it today too. Yeah, it's kind of unmaddy like where she's like, pretty great, great. And, and he's like, woohoo. And he's like shooting the gun. They're like having fun. Yeah, so good. She's had the best fun since she met Addison. I know, I know. She knows it. And then we have the little end tag. Yes. And you know what? This is my favorite scene with Maddie and Agnes. Love this scene. Absolutely love it. Um, Your favorite scene with Maddie and Agnes in the whole series? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's so sweet. It's so tender. It's the mother-daughter advice. It's hard being a single woman in the 80s. Yeah. I just love how Agnes tells the story about Mr. Sandwich. You know the man who comes by to sell sandwiches in the morning? Mr. Sandwich? His name is Neil. He asked me to have dinner with him. Not just sandwiches either. Hot food. Hot food? Hot food? Yeah. You know, and Maddie's seriously like on her level, talking on her level, Wow, yep. hot food. You're going to go to a restaurant? That's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. Yes. And apparently, Agnes is at her physical and sexual peak right, right. now. 
Well, Donahue ought to know. Yep, Donahue ought to know. I don't know why. I just love this scene. I love the way it's lit. I love that what they're wearing. And it's just them two without David. You know, it's I really want more Maddie Agnes scenes. Yeah. Well, Agnes, she has some pivotal scenes as the series goes on. And you're right. They are always good talks between Maddie and Agnes. And it's always they always give each other good advice. Yeah. And there's great chemistry between them. Yeah, I do love, uh, I love this talk too. I don't think it's my favorite between Maddie and I the whole series, but I do love it. Very cute. Maddie's very sweet to her on her level, like you said. Um, Yeah, never talks down to her, never acts like she's ridiculous or, you know, always encouraging. And I like how Maddie says, and one meal does not a romance make. So there's a bit of iambic in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's funny. So she encourages her to go. And not worry about Rodney because he's he's gone for 30 years with 22 with good behavior. Yeah, I love how she's kind of um, pondering, like, do you think I should wait for him or, you know? <laughs> no, I think, yeah, you're smart to move on. And when Agnes says it's hard being a single woman in the 80s, they both sort of <sighs> sigh together. Yeah. You know? yeah. They're just yeah. quite seen. They don't even have to talk, you know? It's great. Yeah. Love it. Yes. Uh, you want to do trivia? No, we've got to talk about Agnes singing. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the last bit. That's the best bit. What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> that's a famous song by Sam Cooke. Yes, they love Sam Cooke on this show. Yes, I think that's a bit of Glenn and a bit of uh, Bruce. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I really like how Maddie just smiles at the end of it. But, again, there's something missing. Yeah, what's missing? Well, I, I could be wrong, but she starts singing that song and Maddie starts smiling as if it means something. It was like she was smiling and referring to something that had happened earlier or in a previous scene. So I'm just assuming that it was another scene that was deleted. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's referring back to something that we now haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great scene, and and she sings, and she thinks that Maddie laughs and thinks it's wonderful because she's singing about Rodney. Yeah, I still feel there's something else that's been cut. Yeah, 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 very possible. Like we say, this episode was cut to hell and back. <laughs> mm. But I guess we'll never really know unless we have them open that vault of old footage and let us go through it and piece things together ourselves. I think. You and me should have the authority. They should give us the privilege of going through it all. I totally agree with you. Because there's a lot of other missing scenes and other questions that need to be answered. Like in dream sequence, there are scenes missing from that and kisses that we didn't get to see. Yes. And it's um, that photo is in the Scott Ryan book, the one you're talking about. Yeah. The one of her in the floral dress. Yeah, yeah. we never even see her in that outfit. No, we, the show. we don't see that at all. So... Mm, drives me nuts. Mm. Those kisses. We're going to see every single kiss. We didn't, we hardly got any as it was. It's now time for Moonlight Trivia. I have a few questions and it looks like I've had to eliminate some because we've discussed them already. <laughs> what are the two things Agnes says she has to do before her trip? Ah! <laughs> Gosh, that's a good question. What does she have to do? Does she have to pack and get her hair done? Correct. Oh, 
God, I kind of guessed on that. Too. That's when she runs across the room. She goes, oh, i got to pack. And while she's hugging people. That came from muscle memory, I think. What are the four items in Rodney's pocket of his white coat? Mm. Okay. Is it a pen? Yeah, you're half right. A pen, a pencil? Um, There's actually two pens. They're different colours. Oh, okay. All right, two pens, a thermometer. No. Um, a stethoscope. No. Gosh. A small beaker. I don't know. <laughs> small beaker. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good one. I missed it. No. Don't we tell you what it is? Yeah. Well, this is my interpretation of what they are. They they could be something different, but this is what they think they are. There's a red pen, a blue pen, a little ruler, and a pair of glasses. Okay. Good one. Okay. When David is telling his story about the blackout. Yeah. David had to ride back from his friend's house to beat his mum home. What was the name of his friend? Uh, I think it was Joey. Close. Joe? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Ah, okay. <laughs> Good one. Now, I actually have a question about the photo. Okay. Because you've studied the photo, you'll be able to answer this, I think. Maybe. Yeah. In the snapshot, J.B. Harlan gets out of his pocket. What is Agnes holding and what colour is it? Um, okay, let's see. She's holding, she holding a blower? No. A noisemaker? No. No, no, no. Was she holding, not a balloon. Gosh, what is Agnes holding? Good questions. Grace. It was a balloon. Oh, uh, it's a balloon? Pink. I don't know. Yeah, it was an orange. Orange. <laughs> it was one of those like long sausage. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now that we've kind of surmised what that picture's all about, I'm going to look at it. I think it was Sybil's birthday. Mm. So. Um, I, have, I have one more question. I wrote okay. a few down. I might as well ask you. I'm sure you'll know. Um, yeah. What track is the murder train on? Ooh. Track 13. That would have been good if it was on track 13. <laughs> Considering all the bad luck that happened on the train. Yeah, really. Seven. 29. 29. Yeah, she mentions it when she runs back from the inquiries. Oh, does she? Oh, okay. She comes back to it's a private train. It's on track 29. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Any others? Yeah, you answered this one. This was, I said, when Agnes found Rodney's shirt in the rubbish, how many hours was there to go on the train? Uh, It was three and a half, right? Yeah. You ask good questions. All right, are you ready for mine? Ready to go. One that I'm surprised you didn't ask. Okay, when Agnes (laughs) opens her invite... (laughs) <laughs> oh, God. um which by the way was such a simple invite it was so funny yeah i was like literally like a word word document printed off mm-hmm. but anyway she opens up the invitation from jb harland and there are two weapons crossing each other on the invite what are the weapons um 
Is it a dagger? Yes. I just remember the dagger. Um, well, okay. And is it a gun? Yes. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, I, rem- yeah, I just yeah. remember something sharp. <laughs> so, so it had to be the dagger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, oh, a dagger cool. and a and a gun. Yes. How apropos, because a dagger yeah. and a gun were used. <laughs> yes, it makes sense. It makes sense. All right. We talked about the flower, but what color was it? Which the, one though? Uh, that David passed to Maddie right at the end of the scene. The very first scene when um, Agnes is running off and they say that they'll, that they'll drive oh, her. Yeah, that one was yellow. Yes, yeah. very good. And what was the other one? And then later on she's holding one in the carriage. Um, that's a red one or orangey red or something. All right. When they all spent the night on the train, who did Maddie sleep next to? Okay, so up on the bed was Janet. Then there was Maddie. Oh, she slept next to Agnes, and then there was Rodney next to Agnes. Good. And were you disappointed that Maddie and David did not sleep next to each other? <laughs> That's just rude. I mean, how can you possibly not put them together? I know. How can David not orchestrate that? Yeah, you'd think he would have organized that somehow to be next to her. Cheeky bugger. <laughs> Absolutely. I cannot believe him. You did very good. You answered my trivia questions very, very well. You did very well too, Shauna. Thank you, thank you. Did my best. It's now time for Moonlight Mail. This is from Carrie. I have so many memories with moonlighting, but I'll only share a couple. I had a friend and both of us were obsessed with moonlighting. We would memorise entire scenes. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I used to record episodes in VHS and watch them back and pause every few lines and write down the dialogue. I still have some scenes stored in my memory all these years later. Anyone looking for a man with a mole on his nose? (laughs) I also remember when moonlighting started. It aired past my bedtime. So on that one day a week, my mum would let me stay up the extra hour as long as I was in my pyjamas with my teeth brushed before the show started. I also remember once the end credits started, my mum would be ushering me off to bed and I always had to tell her to wait because I had to sit through the full credits in case there were bloopers or extra scenes. (sighs) That's very important. Um, Moonlighting was so important to me as a preteen slash teen and has stayed in my heart my entire life. Thanks for starting this podcast with us. Oh, thank you, Carrie. You're so sweet. No, thank you. So sweet. It's funny. A lot of people remember watching it late or taping it or not being allowed to watch it. It was too late because wasn't it on at 10 o'clock or something? Uh, It was on at 9. Yeah, Yeah. at 8.30 in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for supporting us, Moonlighting fans. We hope you are enjoying our episodes. And if you feel so inclined, Shauna and I would be very appreciative if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts so that we know we're on track with our content and continue to provide you with a great experience. So, my lovely, what episode are we going to be talking about next week? We're going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 7, The Murders in the Mail, the last episode of Season 1. Lots to discuss there. Very much looking forward to talking to you about that, Grace. Yeah, lots of action and car chases. Lots of Maddie and David trying to figure out how else to make money and getting wrapped up in cases and him pulling her around and covering her mouth with his hand. Another action-packed episode. 
And I will tell you about another location that I visited. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. Can't wait to discuss all these things on the next episode, Grace. Looking forward to it. Well, until next time. I'm Grace. And I'm Shauna. Thank Thank you you for for listening listening to to Moonlighting Moonlighting the Podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.